You know, I had an interesting comment from a friend the other day and because he knew I was, had been good friends with, with the late Boone Pickens. And he said, you know, I, I had occasion, we had a, a close relative who spent her last days at the uh, T. Boone Pickens Center that's uh, out in Park Central. And it's for hospice, and it's a palliative care center. He said, he said it's the, absolutely the nicest place I've ever been. That's a good excuse to get Tim Mallet back. He's the CEO of Forefront Living, which a few years ago you knew as the Presbyterian Communities, but they broadened out now. So I thought I'd pass along the comment uh, and and the compliment. Tim Mallet joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. It's good to be here. That really, I mean, I, I was really struck by by the comment that somebody would go out of their way to, you know, in a place like that where you're spending your last days, last hours, to talk about how nice it was. I guess that's, that is impressive. And it should be that way, shouldn't it? I think so. Yeah. You know, we, we place a lot of focus in, in life about being born, but this is the portion of our living process we often don't talk about. I have the good fortune of officing. Our corporate office is on that campus. And uh, I think everybody that comes through or comes for a visit is, is um, just impressed and, and very surprised by how beautiful the setting is. And then, of course, the interiors and, and uh, all the different amenities that are there. Yeah, I know I know. Boone was really pleased to have his name on it. And, and, and it is impressive. But overall, you've got a lot of impressive uh, work going on. Presbyterian Village North and the uh, Presbyterian uh, Hospice. Uh, but also, you've, you've moved into to Plano right now. This is a great time for me to be a baby boomer and somebody who wants to spend my, you know, my retirement years in something, something luxurious. Absolutely. And I think you're in one of the best cities in the country uh, to do that because there's so much choice. Uh, The last time we talked, I, I hinted to you that we were on the cusp of some change and and a lot has happened since uh, we talked the last time. So update me, tell me what's new. Well, I think it starts with uh, Presbyterian Village North, uh, PVN, as we call it, you know, was founded uh, 40 years ago. We actually celebrated the 40th anniversary of PVN in the midst of the pandemic. But PVN uh, has been on a journey of reinventing itself. Uh, actually, in the next year or less, 112 uh, unit or 112 residence uh, apartment structure will be uh, opened on the campus, named after Doug Hawthorne, the founder of THR, right. who was also our founder. And uh, it is spectacular. If you talk about the, the the feel of the Pickens Center in that campus, that aesthetic is, is really the hallmark of, of who we are now. Well, you know, that's really interesting. I've, I've had a lot of friends over there. And, and that is a true community in the sense that you have individual, like single family dwellings and you have sort of dormitories and you have apartments and everything else. It, it really yeah, it, it has the most variety in the Metroplex when it comes to living choices uh, for seniors. And you're right. You can go from a, a private residence you know, up to 5,000 or more square feet to an equally as luxurious um, apartment on the lake. If you're talking about the Hawthorne to everything in between size wise, budget-wise, et cetera. This really is an outgrowth of the baby boomers, isn't it, though? Because there's such a blip in, in such an enormous increase in population that seems to be moving right, right down the line, and all the baby boomers are moving into their 
what, I don't know, late 50s, early 60s, early 70s. Mid-70s now. Mid-70s. So the beginning end of the baby boom, uh, those individuals are about 75 right now. And I think what their impact has been has been in the desire for the choice you just outlined. And choice when it comes to not only accommodations, but to services and, and the ability to customize and customize uh, their experience. And, and this generation is really focused on having an experience yeah, and there's a rather fit. than receiving or being a passive person and getting a service. So, so a two, uh, two other aspects, I think, because there's more wealth that's concentrated in that area. And happily, we're living longer. <laughs> so you combine the two and you get some some pretty quality places, I would think. Tell, tell me about, and for Plano, uh, you were open up, is it the Outlook at Windhaven? The Outlook at Windhaven, which is in Plano, and we're, we're particularly excited about that. Um, you know, as we began the journey through the pandemic, I think uh, we, we've been very fortunate as an organization to remain financially strong and markets where we couldn't originally um break into became available. And Plano was always the holy grail for us to be able to find a site in Plano. And uh, we were fortunate to have a connection to the Haggard family. And it really, it's the home place of where the Haggard family legacy began. And it's just a, a beautiful piece of property across so from Windhaven Park. Where is that? So tell me, set it in my mind. I can't, I can't. Uh, Spring Creek and Windhaven, it, Windhaven Park, uh, if you were looking south from the front of the Outlook, you would look out onto the park. Okay. And it's along uh, a creek that is uh, uh, on the property there. So it's just a spectacular spot. So what sort of demands are being put on you now for, for new facilities and as you, you know, rehab some some facilities? I guess more what common spaces, workout areas, that sort of thing? Uh, yes, and more. And, and you know, when, whenever we start the process of developing, there's a lot of uh, interaction with potential customers, existing residents to get a sense of what they want and things. And there's a mood board or a word board that governs the process and words like um, light, um, airy, connection to nature, wellness, physical fitness, Choice and choice and choice and choice, obviously, uh, quality come into things. So when you enter one of these newer buildings, they're, they're usually filled with light. They have a, a, um, an, an airy aesthetic to them, and they, they feel good to be in. And there are opportunities to interact with spaces that just keep that experience going. That's interesting. So you wear two hats. You're also the chairman of the board of a foundation with Jane Seymour, a famous actress, right? Correct, the Open Hearts Foundation. So talk about that. Well, it, it's a fun story. I uh, I don't even know how long ago now, many years ago, I met Jane uh, Seymour on an airplane. And we were on our way to um, Nashville and we struck up a conversation. And um, philanthropy is something that, that she believes in and espouses. She found out about our organization and is very like-minded uh, as well with what our mission is. And, and uh, our board, the Forefront Living Board, encourages us to give back to our community and to other nonprofits. 
So over time, as I got to know Jane and, and this organization, I was asked to join the board. And um, what's interesting is, as the, uh, the two weeks before the pandemic, I agreed to take um, a six-week stint as board chair until the elections to reelect a new board and establish um, uh, new officers uh, happened. And instead, the pandemic came and I am still the board chair. So, <laughs> so it's going on two years, but it's it's a phenomenal organization and it, it, it focuses at the grassroots level to bring um, uh, dollars to the, the smaller nonprofits out there that are are doing the heavy lifting to help folks uh, at any level uh in yeah. our in our community and particularly needed i guess uh, post pandemic particularly needed so tell one last thing i just got to ask so tell me about the playing field out there so you're a nonprofit you're competing against for profits is is it is a room enough for everybody out there well there there's definitely as the demand in, increases there there's definitely room out there uh, nonprofits in senior living tend to focus more on the continuum of care. So if, if you're looking at a nonprofit sponsor, you're more than likely going to see a full continuum of services through healthcare. A lot of the for-profits can uh, really focus on, you know, a, a segment, whether it's independent living, memory support, assisted living, and some, some combination thereof. And of course, we're mission-based we 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 reinvest in in uh, our residents and their experience so we don't have shareholders uh, that we report to instead we have constituents that we serve that we report to and you do have the whole continuum i i know you have independent living and and in cottage homes and assisted living and memory support yeah through hospice which is uh, just a unique uh it's probably the largest in fact it's not probably it is the largest uh, continuum in the metroplex when you add in the Pickens Center and Faith Presbyterian Hospice. You do good work. And like I said, I wanted Thank to pa you. pass along the compliment to Malage, the CEO of Forefront Living. For more of our conversation, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.